Welcome to The Unshrew Show, my personal journal covering pop culture, millennial life, relationships, and career from an unshrewed point of view, hosted by me, Dana Jones. And I'm so excited because today I'm talking about my very, very most favorite faux holiday, uh, the Super Bowl and all of the Super Bowl ads. I love watching it every year. Of course, I'm sure a lot of people out there love it too, but I love watching it from the point of view of a marketer and looking at the campaigns that all the brands put forward. And this year was no different. I mean, of course, the pandemic made it a little bit different, but I'll start with ahead of the ads. Uh, I usually try not to look at the ads before they all come out, but I'm really into TikTok. I think it's been my big uh spirit booster as we're going through this pandemic it lifts my spirits makes me laugh makes me dance so it's like all the things for me and i was on there and came across this doritos flat life campaign that a lot of the influencers i follow were doing um some of the girls from dance moms like jojo siwa and nia and her mom holly were doing it and they were using that song break free and i was like oh i really like what they've taken with this and done with their videos i thought it tied into the other videos that they do and also into the doritos brand it kind of made me want to get some cool ranch doritos and it was just so fun and creative so that was my first exposure to a game day ad because during the game Doritos actually had a commercial that kind of directly spoke to the things that the girls were doing. So I'd say that was one of my favorite um, multi-channel tie-ins, multi-engagement tie-ins where they had a commercial and then they also had influencer engagement. I mean, I think these days you kind of have to reach people on multiple channels and especially if you get with influencers who have a lot of engagement on the channel like TikTok, I definitely think that Jojo and Nia both have a lot of engagement plus some of the other influencers they use too, but they got so creative with it and I really like their take on it versus just seeing the big brands take on it. So um, if you guys don't know a lot about influencer marketing a lot of times a brand will work with an influencer and they give them a little bit of creative flexibility to execute something that aligns with the brand messaging and I thought that the two of them did a really great job of doing that with what Doritos had um, during the game their commercial during the game so start with that one um the next thing i want to talk about is just the game as a whole so the very first moment that i was like wow this is awesome was watching her sing america the beautiful and i followed her for a long time i really like her music i like her um singles i like her whole style she's won a couple grammys and i love that she had the guitar and her nails matched the guitar and her outfit just everything was awesome um as we went into uh the national anthem, I was really anticipating seeing Jasmine Sullivan by herself. So it was kind of a surprise to see Eric Church with her. I would have really liked to just let her have that moment, especially because this was 30 years after Whitney Houston's iconic performance. So I was just really hoping Jasmine would get that time to shine as she deserves. I mean, her music is awesome too. So uh, that was, you know, I'd, I'd say that's more of a rant because I just wanted to see her just own that moment as Jasmine Sullivan without someone next to her singing it as a duet. But she did amazing, of course. Uh, so leading into the commercials, I feel like I have pages and pages and pages of notes. So uh, in addition to the Doritos Flat Life commercial, which like I said, I love that whole multi-channel campaign that they did uh, on TikTok. And they also did on the big game day. Uh, another another commercial that I really like for taking it away from just the commercial was Mountain Dew. So they actually had this commercial with John Cena. And I feel like anywhere John Cena is, 
you know, I'm cool with that because, you know, just looking at him is cool. And he has a really great presence and personality. So he's in this pink car and he tells everybody to um, reach out to the brand and tell how many Mountain Dew bottles you see in the commercial for a chance to win. And so I really like the idea of watching a commercial and then telling the fans or telling the audience to go somewhere else to get them engaged. I'm not sure how much um, engagement they'll get from that, like how many people will actually do it, but I really love that they're asking you to take action. Like there's a call to action in the commercial to just take your eyes off the screen and get you to engage with the brand in another way. Another company I thought did a really good job of that is Indeed. So they had their big game day commercial, but then they went into tweeting the jobs from other brands that had commercials during the game, which I thought was great, especially given the climate that we're in with a lot of people searching for jobs and needing to see these posts and maybe we're not getting as much visibility about the roles that the other companies have. So I've really, really liked that. And I think that, like I said, anything that's going to get you from the commercial to driving more engagement and more action on another platform or pushing you to the website is great. Like it's great for the marketers. It's great for the people who put the commercials together, the creatives to just see, okay, from this commercial, we got XYZ amount of sales. We got XYZ amount of participation in this contest because they saw our big name game day ad. So I'm all for having that call to action in a commercial to say, hey, go check us out here. Hey, tweet us here. Hey, do this here. And moving people away from just watching to doing. All right. So um, one big theme that I didn't like with a lot of the ads was the theme of using a lot of celebrities. All the ads had a lot of celebrities in them. And I mean, that's okay. But I really, like I said, with the Doritos thing, Look at the influencers who did really fun things and told creative stories. Like, take your budget there versus paying a big celebrity to do a commercial that's like, uh. And one of those commercials, I would say, would have to be the Cheetos It Wasn't Me commercial, which I love that they had Shaggy in it, but I just felt like it really could have been any old couple or any couple. Um, it didn't necessarily have to be a celebrity couple. And so that was when I was like, well, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be Ashton and Mila, which I love Ashton and Mila, but it could literally just be like any couple and that would be cool too. So overuse of celebrity cameos. I, I, I definitely saw a theme with that. Um, the Wayne, Wayne's world with Cardi B. I thought the commercial was cool, but I felt like if the point of the commercial was to eat local, I think they could have done a better job of telling that story besides putting a Wayne's World with Cardi B storyline on top of it. I just thought they could have taken that in a different direction, like maybe feature the local businesses because that would have given them a boost, like that they don't have the budget for a big Super Bowl commercial. I mean, a lot of companies do not. So I thought that was a misdirection. But I mean, of course, it's cool to see a Wayne's World reunion, you know, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. And of course, Cardi B was in it. So, you know, Cardi B, everything she touches right now is is magic. But I just thought the commercial could have been done a little bit differently to highlight those local businesses. And again, that theme of overuse of celebrities during the pandemic. <laughs> um, so another one I thought was um, great, but so too many celebrities was the... Budweiser one or Bud Light one and it was like they're trying to save the world I did really like seeing Cedric the Entertainer and Post Malone in it but I was just like this is a lot going on um but of course they had a lot of Bud Light 
containers, a lot of Bud Light product placement. And so that's really all I remember from that commercial. But again, like lots of celebrities just kind of there. The point of the commercial, I think, got a little bit lost with all the people and the and, and that factor. So it could have been a little bit better. I did notice a theme with seltzers and um I was for it because I like a good seltzer in a can. I mean, they're perfect when you're going to the pool. They're perfect when I'm at home and just kind of want a little something, but not a lot of something, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I guess I can break that down. If I just want like a little bit of a cocktail or an adult beverage, but I don't want to feel miserable the next day. I think that they're very light. They're very easy. And like I said, when they're in the can, I can easily take them to my pool and it, it's just, they're just so portable. I have like a little mini cooler that I do, um, at the pool where I live and it's easy to just get them out there. It's easy to have one or two and just chill. I mean, I'm in Georgia. So on those like 90 degree days, you know, I go out there mid, you know, like maybe 11, 10 30 and just chill for a couple hours. And you can have two or three of them and not feel like I said, miserable, not feel crazy drunk, just feel chill. And so I appreciated all the seltzer commercials. In fact, it kind of made me want to be like, well, gosh, I'd love to do a taste test of like which one's the best because I, I buy a lot of White Claw and that that's been cool, but I bought Bon and Viv. That one was not that cool. <laughs> and then I tried the Smirnoff ones, which I also like too. So getting into those seltzer commercials, I love the Buzz, Bud Light seltzer commercial the most because it talked about how 2020 was like a lemon of a year and they were throwing lemons at people and I'm like this is so on time so on theme because 2020 was a whole lot of a year it was very stressful very strenuous and so I thought that it was relatable to everybody and it definitely made me think like I should just try that but I was kind of disappointed with the fact that they only have three flavors um I'm always looking for a peach or mango flavor and I only, I think they only had like lemon and they had a lime and maybe one other flavor but again I'll look into it if I make a purchase to test them out. Another brand that had a seltzer was Cutwater and it was more of a like a spirit like type beverage. I did think that that one looked like a good good one that I might like. Uh, and I thought the commercial wasn't anything spectacular, but again, it made me think of the brand and made me aware of it and think that it might be something I'd love to try in the future. So I had that one on my list too. And then there was also the Michelob Ultra. Was that a light drink? No, but that one I wrote down because it had a lot of athletes in it and they talked about fueling greatness. Even though there wasn't a lot about the product, they had a lot of imagery and I really loved the images. I thought that, um... It told a great story overall um i'm not a big Michelob ultra person but i like i said i did i did like the commercial and the story behind it they had another commercial with don Cheadle, which i really enjoyed that one because i mean anything with don Cheadle is pretty humorous serena was in it too and i am also down to try this seltzer because the one with don Cheadle was the one about their seltzer so I usually buy my seltzers from my local Kroger and I feel like they have a really good job. They do a really good job of like placing some out front and I've never seen any of the ones that had commercials out front. So that's a good thing for me to go looking for them deeper into the aisles because I'd have to like walk down the aisle where they are to see these because they're not always getting that prominent placement. So in the future when I'm looking for one or ready to try one out, I'll definitely walk down and see like what else is there. Um, because these are good options too, or they seem like good options, or maybe it's just the marketing putting them in front of my face. I don't know. But like I said, I'm not solely committed to one seltzer. I would love to try, see which one I really, really like, um, and keep moving with that. 
All right, so what else? Some of the commercials I thought were a little bit just May was, uh, one in particular was the mayonnaise commercial, uh, Hellman's Fairy Godmom. I thought it was just okay. Um, it's kind of interesting that they would pick Amy Schumer to represent Mayo. Um, yeah, I don't know. That one was just not that great to me. <laughs> uh, the Chipotle one, it was okay. I mean, yeah, it was just okay, but it wasn't my favorite. I thought the Lenny Kravitz, Stella Artois commercial, I mean, I feel like if you put Lenny Kravitz in anything, it's just cool. So that's what I'd say about that one. It was just very cool, laid back, chill vibes, nothing spectacular. But I mean, seeing Lenny Kravitz is always amazing. So uh, I did like hearing his voice and seeing him in the commercial. That was probably the best part for me. Uh, one that I did really, really, really like was the Oikos Pro Face commercial. The music in the background was cool. And then they had all the athletes showing like their, their workout face because sometimes your workout face is not that cute. And I love that they show that because a lot of times when I'm like shopping for workout clothes or looking at commercials or even like influencers who do workout videos it's just like they're so glam and polished they have their lashes sometimes they have their hair down and their hair is straight and they're not sweaty and I'm just like you know I get it I get it like this is work for you you're supposed to look glam you know as you're demonstrating and be aspirational but when I work out I don't feel like I look that glamorous and I felt like that pro face commercial did a good job of capturing the hard work on your face and not like that glam pretty advertisement infotainment glossy look so I really appreciated them for just showing like this is what we look like like we look sweaty we look like we're putting in work and you know and this is the real thing not not a fake polished amateur type look so love that commercial another one that I liked was um the Vroom commercial so when I bought my car it was definitely a stressful experience going from dealership to dealership so I really liked that they captured that stress um it was it was nostalgic I guess in like a bad way because <laughs> uh, it made me remember that time and they weren't like the best memories like buying a car is just ugh, it's a little tense so uh I'd never heard of Vroom of course I've seen Carvana everywhere in Atlanta there's this big um, right on 85, one of our major highways, 85 North, there's this big like tower with the Carvana name at the top of it. And all these cars are in there. So you can't help but see Carvana everywhere. And I know there's other companies like Carvana. So I guess Vroom is similar to that in that regard. And I thought it was cool that they had a commercial. It was, I think it was like 30 seconds. So it was really short, but it was, you know, just okay. But like I said, like bad nostalgia. Cause it's like, ugh, I don't want to go back to a car dealership, please. <laughs> Um, another one that I did really like was the Eminem commercial with Dan Levy. And I, the funniest part to me was when she says like, sorry, your name is Karen or sorry for calling you Karen. Just because there's been so much stuff going on with calling people Karen and people acting like a Karen and like giving that word a meaning for the way someone acts or the way someone behaves. And so, of course, that part stood out to me. I thought he was great. And then, of course, the Eminem, seeing them every year, I think is always really fun. So that was pretty cool. Uh, the Sam Adams Clydesdale. So when they released the Clydesdale, you know, that was like a subtle, I don't know if it's a subtle dig or acknowledgement of Budweiser not having any commercials. Bud Light had commercials, but Budweiser didn't. And so when I saw the commercial, I saw the Clydesdales running. Um, I was like, wait a minute. 
same atoms as in Cloudsdale. So it made me think about that. And it almost made me think about Budweiser more than the same atoms. And I'm not the biggest beer person. So I'm not the best person to ask if like, what beer do you think of top of mind? I always think of something local just because they're local and they're usually always on tap here. And so I thought when I saw the horses, I thought about Budweiser and I thought about all their like iconic Super Bowl commercials. So for me, it didn't make me think Sam Adams or Sam Adams doing a good job. It made me think like, oh yeah, Budweiser and there's no Clydesdales from Budweiser and there's no big Budweiser commercial. So I don't know if that's the message or intent that they had. I'm positive that they didn't want us like thinking about another brand. Um, but that's what I was thinking when I saw it. Another commercial that... It was just okay, but I did like the meaning behind it was rock star. So Lil Baby narrated it. And one thing that he said in there was real rock stars don't chase the spotlight. It chases them. And I was like, wow, that's a good commercial line to take away from the commercial that's memorable. <laughs> and so I liked that statement in the commercial. And I thought that um, it was a good, just a good, a good line to take away. I'm Rockstar is like an energy drink. I like the packaging, but I don't drink energy drinks, but the packaging is cool. And I think that the commercial, it did a good job. It was really simple. It wasn't anything over the top, but uh, it was it was chill. And so another one I thought kind of similar, I think Marshawn Lynch was in a couple Super Bowl commercials this year. I'm not sure if his Subway one was a Super Bowl commercial, but I've seen him in a Subway one recently. And then this commercial I saw him win, and the Super Bowl was a Frito-Lay commercial, so he narrated it, and it was like, twas the night before Christmas, but more related to like Frito-Lay. <laughs> and Deion Sanders is in there in Cheetos pajamas, so that's a memorable part that also stands out for me. And I would say that the Frito-Lay and like Doritos, is Doritos Frito-Lay? I'm not entirely sure, so don't quote me on that. But the Frito-Lay commercials definitely had an impact on me because I bought baked Cheetos and I went to the grocery store this week. And I'm sure it was from seeing these Cheetos commercials, the It Wasn't Me one and also this Frito-Lay one. So kudos to them for getting my $4 for paying for the baked Cheetos because they're supposedly healthier. I can't guarantee that, but I mean, they taste good. So <laughs> I did buy them. Uh, other commercials I haven't got to yet. Wow. I feel like I ran through my whole little list and there were a lot of commercials. Oh, so I haven't talked about the Michael B. Jordan one. So the Michael B. Jordan Alexa commercial, <laughs> I mean, it definitely made me blush a little bit because there was a lot of tongue in cheek action there. I really liked the the supporting cast, like the woman who was always talking to Alexa, the wife, and then the husband. I thought he was really, really funny actor uh, at, at being a little bit jealous of his wife, like calling Alexa and like having Michael B. Jordan be there. So I thought that one was really cool. I'm trying not to say the A word too loud so mine doesn't start talking, but I, I, I enjoyed the commercial. I mean, and Michael B. Jordan's always eye candy and I really liked just, it was just funny, it was humorous. Another one I put was just okay was the Tide sweatshirt one. Again, back to the statement I said earlier with the overuse of celebrities. I felt like that really could have been anybody's face on a sweatshirt. Um, I mean, Jason Alexander's cool, but it just could have been anybody. And I think they could have told that story with anyone's face there. So I just thought that was just okay. Uh, the Squarespace one, so working five to nine. 
that one, I love Dolly Parton. So I love that she updated her song just for commercial. But I just was wondering, like, and maybe this is just me not being on the web development side of things, but how many big brands use Squarespace as their site? Like, are there more big brands? Are there more, like, smaller uh, companies that are more independent use them? And if there are more smaller independent companies using Squarespace, why did the scenery of the commercial take place in an office and and another reason I thought that was an issue is just because a lot of us aren't working in an office right now so it more should have been focused on people that were working from home and like the flexibility of our hours now in the current situation that we're in but I did like the call to action in the commercial to send people to listen to the song the updated full version of the song on the Squarespace website I, I like that like I said I like when the brands try to get you off of the TV and onto your device or engage with them in another way instead of just a commercial. Because if you think about it, a commercial, especially a Super Bowl commercial, is likely just a brand awareness thing. It's it's not necessarily always going to drive you to make a purchase decision or to convert into a customer or, you know, go get Squarespace, which is like Squarespace has an annual fee that you pay or a monthly fee that you pay. So a lot of the the value that brands get out of the commercial is just the awareness. I don't know if they can easily track the conversions from the commercial to come to their website. And so by asking people to go to a specific URL and giving that URL on the commercial, uh, especially watching the ads on YouTube, like it's really easy to pause it and go over to the website or if the brand is also like simultaneously tweeting while they are um, airing their commercial, then that's a really good way to get people over to their website. And in speaking of that, I think that every year I always feel like there's some brands who don't have ads, but they're just so good at being engaged and plugged in on Twitter. And to me, I really would love to give a big shout out to people who work in social media, because when I used to be more on the community management side and manage social media accounts, that job is so stressful. And so imagine we're all at home just chilling and watching the Super Bowl for fun and leisure, but they're actually people who are having to work like people. People who do social media for the NFL, people who do social media for the Buccaneers. I, I saw the Buccaneers tweeting and posting all throughout the game. And so a lot of times these people are just, they're working really fast, really hard. They're having to be really good at their jobs at a moment's notice. So just kudos to all those people who have to do more of the community management aspect of things and create content on the fly as it's happening in the moment. And then I think a big kudos goes to big brands because everybody cannot afford a 30 second, one minute, you know, whatever Super Bowl spot. And some brands are really good at being active and engaged with their audience on the social platforms while the Super Bowl is going on, which I think is great and cool um, and fun. If if you do it well, <laughs> great and cool and fun if you do it well and you really think about it and you're really intentional about the outcomes you're trying to get, I think that there's a way to get a lot of value out of the Super Bowl if you work it right, you plan it right, you think it through, you're you're really strategic and intentional about what you'd like to get out of it, and you just put the effort forward. One brand that I'm always tweeting with on Super Bowl Sunday is Astroglide. I mean, totally random, but it, you know, 
Azure Live. People use it. And so I love that they get engaged, especially if you think about it, like a brand like Astroglide, which sells like personal lubricants. And then you see like really sexy ads like the Michael B. Jordan one, of course, like that just gives you fodder to and content to tweet about. And so I really like when brands are, you know, plugged in and they're they're fun on social and they have a voice that they can really use and really put out there so I had a lot of fun like tweeting with them and like watching what they were posting and speaking of everything else about the Super Bowl so I think another thing I would speak on is like the halftime show you know it wasn't my most favorite of all time halftime shows but I thought that the weekend did a really good job of taking the memes that were made about him and you know what he did and putting them on his social channels so I can appreciate someone who has a good humor about people taking something and making it funny or finding the joy in it that they can so that was a really cool thing to watch too but overall I saw that the ratings or the viewership for the Super Bowl were down I mean I think that there's a lot of reasons for that we're in a global pandemic and the Super Bowl still had people attending you know even with the fact that we're in a pandemic and I know a good portion of the people that attended were actually frontline workers so you know that's appreciated but it's really difficult to watch and just to be enthusiastic and excited about the Super Bowl when, you know, maybe you've lost your job in the last year, or maybe things are not that joyful for you, or maybe you're just not really too pleased with the NFL because of all the different things that they've done. And I'm not going to make this podcast about that, but there, you know, I think a lot of things were very performative that I saw. Um, and that just is what it is. So, I could see why people would say, like, I'm just going to bow out this year. And I also think, you know, some of it's the Super Bowl halftime act and then the teams that were playing. The Patriots, Tom Brady, have been to the Super Bowl a lot over the last few years. And I could see why people just have, like, fatigue over that. And I also think that the weekend has a really niche audience of fans. So whereas a lot of halftime acts might bring someone in, who's really popular and people really want to see, even if they just would never watch football all year. Like last year, for instance, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, I could see why people would tune in, even if they're just not the biggest football fans, but like JLo has a big following. Shakira has a really big following, like that spans the globe. So I could see how people would draw in to watch them, but the weekend he hasn't, he's young. I mean, his career hasn't been as long and he, like I said, he has a really niche audience of fans. I mean, there's so many weekend songs that I really like, but I think that the the content of the songs and lyrical content are not for everybody sometimes. Some of them I'm like, ooh, this is a lot. So I could see how that wouldn't be a big draw to get people to watch. So I don't know if it was, I mean, it definitely wasn't the most watched Super Bowl of all time and it definitely wasn't the best halftime of all time, but there were some moments in there that I really appreciated. I definitely enjoyed some of the commercials. I stayed home and watched it. Um, by myself I thought about doing a party but again you know we're in a pandemic so (laughs) I made nachos and I had ice cream and cookies and just chilled and I guess one of the things about the Super Bowl or watching the Super Bowl that I like is that when I'm by myself I can watch commercials I went to this party one time and they actually would turn on music during the commercials which I was like oh my gosh I thought that was the worst thing ever (laughs) I mean Granted, just because if you're at a party with people, like I want to either talk to the people or watch the game because it is the Super Bowl. And so when they would do that, I was like, man, that's that's not cool. Like, what about the people that want to watch commercials? So 
uh, it's hard to get me drawn out to a party. I got to go to the one with like the right people so I can enjoy the game and the commercials and the company all at one time and the snacks too. So criteria for Super Bowl parties is, is, is high. <laughs> the, the, the bar is really high. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And man, I really love talking about the Super Bowl ads and everything that happened. It just brings me so much joy to get on and record in the midst of like the world chaos. Uh, I'm so excited about building and growing my podcast. And thank you for listening. If it's your first time, if you're back again, thank you for coming back. And I hope you keep coming, all of you. Uh, you can leave me a review in the Apple iTunes store or in Google Play. Hopefully it's five stars or you can leave feedback if you think I should improve and be better or have topic suggestions that you'd love for me to talk about. And I'm the great Nana J on all social platforms. You can find me Twitter, Instagram, Facebook with that name. And hope you come back soon and I will be back as well. Bye.